You're listening to How to Catholic, Episode 9, Seek 2017. Recap. Hey everybody, this is Lisa Cotter. And I'm Kevin Cotter, and we're your co-hosts here at the How to Catholic Podcast, where our goal is to help you practically live your Catholic faith with excellence. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Kevin here, joined by my wife, Lisa. Hello. And we just got back from Focus's Seek Conference. Seek 2017. Seek 2017. Hashtag. Hashtag. About 12,500 people joined us down in San Antonio for this conference. It happens every two years with Focus. And it was amazing. Five days of amazing. Yes. It was fantastic. And we just got back less than 24 hours ago. I know. Do you do you think we should actually be doing this podcast <laughs> right now? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Because I'm exhausted, as are you. Yeah. But it's like fresh in my mind and fresh in my heart. And so I feel like now's the time to talk about it. Yeah. Just don't let, do it. Don't let time slip away. Totally. So on today's show, we're going to do two things. We're going to go ahead and recap Seek, or at least our experience of Seek, by giving you our top 10 highlight. And then we're also going to look at three ways to move forward from Seek or an experience like Seek, a retreat, a conference, whatever it might be. How do we process those experiences and how do we begin to move forward uh, after them? So first thing. Top 10. Top 10. Let's do it. I'm excited. Okay, these aren't really in a particular order because it's too hard to order this kind of stuff because everything was amazing. Yeah, and there's like chronological order and then there's like order of importance and it's like, we're too tired for this. Let's just do 10. This we're will doing be fun. 10. Yeah. Either way, let's just go for it. It could be 25, but we had to limit it to 10 because that's sane. Because we need to go to bed at some point. At some point, yeah. All right, so number 10 in no particular order. We... Okay, so these are kind of, some of these are a little bit of like um, hidden things, things that you wouldn't know happened while we were at Seek, or maybe you would know possibly, but anyways, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Point is, first one, that kind of is like behind the scenes Seek one here for us, is when we first arrived in San Antonio, the next morning we did our first little uh, interview for the book. And was it just any interview? No, it was a, it was a video interview. It was awesome. For the, I was a vlog interview with that Catholic couple, and it was so fun. They're hilarious. If you've never watched their stuff, we're going to put this in the show notes because the video is already up. They put it up today. They're amazing. Yep. Yeah, amazing. Uh, it was super fun. They're super fun. I've never laughed so much during an interview. I think that's why it makes the list. It was just a delight to be with them and to record with them and Little baby Lily was there too, and she was hilarious, crawling all over the place, playing with red Solo cups, because that's the only toy we had, <laughs> which we didn't bring for beer. I feel like I should clarify. We brought them to play this game called Liar's Dice. If you've never played Liar's Dice, that's been, um, it's been a Cotter favorite lately yeah. over the holiday break. Anyways, doing the interview with them was just a blast. Uh, you got to check it out. It's up. Um, they're so funny. We laughed a ton, and it was great. Yeah. Number Super 10. Fun. It was great. Mm, that Catholic cover interview with the Glazes. Yep. Awesome. Number nine would be the focus all staff meeting. You know, we, I know that we have 550 missionaries in focus and a number of staff at our headquarters, 
But we had this all staff meeting at Seek and we went and had it in this auditorium. And you get inside the auditorium and you just realize how big our staff is. It just filled the lower half of this pretty large auditorium. And just the energy in the room, the, the amount of excellence, the, the amazing uh, stories we got to hear about different missionaries, the chance to pray with our six national chaplains, to do praise and worship together, just to be in that moment, to be in that experience, to praise our Lord and to be with one another are just such cherished moments. We only have so few, uh, you know, new staff training being one of them. Sometimes all our, our staff isn't there. Um, our conference a lot of times it's really that time where most the most staff are in one place all at the same time. And that hour and a half was just really, yeah, it was just really special and blessed. It's really cool, too, because the new hires come as well, at least those who have been hired so far. We're oh, still yeah. doing interview weekends. You can still apply to be a focus missionary next year. But those who have already made that commitment were there as well. So it was like our staff plus our new staff, which focus is insane. So we end up having to hire about 300, 350 new people every year, which not many companies do something like that when that's like a third of their workforce every year you have to yeah. hire. So that's pretty incredible. So that was, that was a blast. That was really fun to Super be all fun. together. Yeah. Cool. Well, that was number nine. Lisa, you want to give us number eight? Number eight. So after the conference was over, Kevin and I went to a little celebratory lunch in the tower. The tower. It was a spinning restaurant tower. I feel like you always see those in cities where like, oh, the tower, like the spinning restaurant, but you never actually go to them. It's just like something cool. And the coolest part to me is that that was on my high school bucket list. We talked about that a couple episodes oh, ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Yep. And we finally hit that one. So <laughs> spinning tower restaurant, super cool. And when we you get to San Antonio, you see it and you're like, is there an airport nearby? Is that a control tower? Like, what is that thing for? And then you realize it's a restaurant. And that was really fun to just go and celebrate and see San Antonio. The whole time, though, I kept thinking, where are the mountains? <laughs> like, we'll, we'll rotate to the mountains eventually, but... There aren't any there mountains aren't in mountains. San Antonio. No. Yeah, it's just because we're from Denver. It's really weird. You kind of get addicted. I don't know what the right word is. You just get used to it, I think. Yeah, you, you just assume it. it's there. Yeah. So the flatness kind of weirds you out, even though I grew up in Kansas. Yeah. It's just kind of odd to... Anyways. But I think the purpose of the Tower Restaurant was... I mean, the, the Tower is great, but itself was just a celebratory meal. And I think it's so important when you work really hard obviously there's a lot with the book that we're working on really hard the book came out right before seek obviously working really hard on our talks as well um you know it works also not just from seek but also the week before we're really doing a lot of work to get ready so it's just good to always take time to make sure you celebrate and have fun and say this was awesome and and really to cherish the work that you're doing and uh just take a moment to stop and uh, consider it and uh, get a chance to dream for, for things in the future as well. Already dreaming about the next book. That's right. We won't give any clues because we're not sure yet. But we have like 19 plans. 19 ideas. Anyways. Number seven. What's your number seven, Kevin? Oh, wow. Ooh, that rhymed. It did rhyme. Number mm-hmm. seven is uh, I was a part of the last couple years on the Seek planning team. So we have an events team, amazing staff. Uh, of folks, around 10 people that plan all of our conferences. They they plan other events as well within Focus, like our new staff training and even other outside events as well. They're just fantastic and continue to get better and better at what they do. And anytime we have Seek or an SLS, people always from the outside of Focus just say, how do you guys do this? Just logistically, how do you pull it off? 
and that's our events team. So we have our events team, but then they also have a planning team with folks from different departments around the organization. And I've been privileged to be on that team for about the last three or four years. And so for the last two years, we've been planning the SEEK and we agonize over so many different decisions from, you know, particularly the speakers, but also the format. All right, what, what are we looking for on that first night to really help prep students to be there? Then how do we transition them that second night? And then how do we lead to the adoration and confession night? And what's the theme and what are the speakers and how to lay all those together? So it was just a really big blessing to to watch, to, to plan for so long and be praying for people for so long and then actually see uh, those speakers and, and those events and those themes come out in succession. And I was just uh, really thrilled with that. It was a lot of fun. You guys did a great job. Thanks. Yeah. You did. I thought so. And our speakers just, yeah, they nailed it. They came through. You're like, all right, you did what we thought you could do. Or even you did better than we thought you could do. And that was, uh, yeah, fun. Yeah. And if you weren't at Seek and you want to see all these amazing speakers and their talks, you can because everything, not everything, all the night stuff and then all of the women's sessions in the mornings were recorded on Facebook Live. So you can check those out and see what it is that you missed if you haven't checked those out. We'll put that in the show notes too so you can easily find those talks. Yeah. It's amazing. Just thousands and thousands and thousands of views on those talks. Just cool to see uh, on the back end on social media how many people those are reaching and then how many views i think the top one is almost at a hundred thousand so yeah father mike schmitz he's almost at a hundred thousand watches so he didn't know it but he was actually not talking to twelve thousand five hundred he was talking to over a hundred thousand yeah that's crazy that's cool so was number seven lisa yeah number six number six number six i think we alluded to this but didn't quite mention it book the book came out we launched it at seek like really launched it like it came out but this was like the ta-da. It's like the launch party. Yeah, that lasted five days and had over 12,000 people. It was great. It's like everything every author could ever dream of. So we got to do some book signings. We did we did a meet and greet, which was awesome. And then we also did a book signing, which was super professional. I was amazed yeah. at how, I mean, there was a poster, like a really cool poster. Of our faces. And, yeah, and these sticky notes. I, not being a you know seasoned author here these people would come up with their book and they had written on a sticky note, their name. And I didn't know what the sticky note was the first two times because I was like, maybe they don't want to get it mixed up with their friends, but the book signing, uh, people who were supporting us, who were managing the line, taking pictures for people, like you'd pass your camera off. And then there was somebody going down the line, getting people to write their names on their sticky notes if they wanted their book personalized. That way we didn't have to ask them what their name is or try to look on their name tag or ask the spelling. And it just sped the process up. So when you'd see the sticky note, you just knew you'd write their name and sign it. I was like, that's so cool. Yeah, it was cool. And they took the picture. Yeah, and then they would take the picture and they also just helped us keep pace and stuff because we ended up that signing. We did the meet and greet for like two and a half hours and then we did the signing for like two and a half hours too. Yeah. So that was great and so fun just to see that too that book was between the Sikhs the idea came from Sikh 2015 and then it was kind of you know put forth at Sikh 2017 so it was really really neat and Focus just did an amazing job of supporting it the shop Focus did an incredible job of promoting it and selling it and taking care of all that for us so we could just focus on our talks and focus on hanging out with everybody which was a blast stellar for sure Mm mm-hmm Okay, number five. It's you, Kevin. Speakers Lounge. The Secret Speakers Lounge. The Secret Speakers Lounge. So being at other events and speaking at different events, 
uh, and being at Seeks in the past, we just realized that our speakers, Focus does a phenomenal job with logistics, taking care of our speakers, but we just wanted to go one more step. And so we were in a conversations with our events team and said, what if we just had a lounge for speakers at the convention center? That way they don't have to walk back to their hotel room. There's something right there that allows them to come in. They can use Wi-Fi or they can hang out. They can grab food or drink, whatever it is. And that lounge, I think, was just really appreciated by those speakers and overall just amazing conversations to be in those rooms and bounce ideas off of one another, to have fellowship with one another, to support one another. And, uh, you know, speakers are real. They're real people. They're nervous before their talk and they're, you know, analyze themselves afterwards. And it's just so great to support one another. And, um, yeah, have those conversations. They're just really special. And it was really fun, too, because nobody was really talking shop a whole lot. It was more like we just wanted to hang out. There was just a lot of random conversations and families were welcome to come too so the kids were running around and it just I don't know it kind of felt like you were just hanging out at somebody's house and everybody was around and except for it was like all of the speakers so you're having lunch with like Scott Hahn and Father Mike Schmitz and Jen Fulweiler and Leah Darrow and it was just everybody you know it, and it wasn't awkward at all it was just it was just really nice to just kind of just be together I don't know it's it's yeah. a unique call it's a unique lifestyle it's a unique experience yeah, yeah to do to to do what you do and so to be able to just get together and hang out was super cool it was great well that was number five lisa do you want to take number four yeah number four would be our talks which we really yeah. haven't mentioned we we gave talks <laughs> at seek <laughs> um i think you mentioned it earlier and i was like they yeah. might not know that uh anyway so we both had talks between us um we had four talks. four talks. I got to give a talk to all the women, which that one's on Facebook Live. We'll make sure to put a link there if you want to see that on authentic femininity, which is a hard topic to talk about in our world today, but um, come Holy Spirit. And then I got to give a talk with Kevin. We gave a talk together on the book, um, which it wasn't really like on the book. It was on doing a dating detox or how do you detox. We had four toxic lies that we all... Um, that have all affected all of us and how do we uh, get rid of those lies and, and rewrite those to truths. So we got to do that together, which was really fun. And then I did a talk on the feminine genius, um, kind of as a follow-up to my women's talk on authentic femininity. And Kevin, you did a talk. Pope Francis and the Risk of Faith. That was really fun. A lot of ways a kind of like a gospel presentation, just prepping people for adoration and confession night and asking some hard questions about the relationship with Jesus and where they're what what they're doing right now in their lives and where they're moving towards. And that was, uh, yeah, just privileged to speak into people's lives in that way. I really enjoyed our talk together. I think that was one that, um, you know, you have a, when you're a speaker, you have a particular style that you like to speak in. And then when you try to say, all right, let's do this together. Um, yeah, sometimes it has some difficulties, but we made it through. And in fact, even more than just making it through, I think uh, we definitely thrived. I think it went really well and fed off each other and, had some great jokes and just the energy in the room was top notch. I think that was what, a huge highlight for me. Yeah. It's a lot of fun to get to do that. Although hard, um, a lot of fun to be able to put that together. So that was, that was special. Yeah. It was great. Mm-hmm. Number three, number three, three left. Let's do it. Number three was just meeting people. Obviously we mentioned the speakers before we mentioned the book signings as well, but just a chance to have conversations with people at the conference, usually just walking around, being in line at the bookstore and buying my own stuff or just people pulling us aside and telling us their story or asking us questions. And um, 
you know, you, you spend so many time, so much time working on a talk or you spend so much time writing a book, uh, whatever it might be. And it's very easy to lose track of who you're writing it for. And even sometimes why you're doing it, just because you think, oh, this is so hard. I have to rewrite this chapter. I have to do this work or I just don't feel like it today, whatever it might be. And all of a sudden at that conference, uh, Curtis mentioned this in the all staff meeting, it's a little bit like pulling back the curtain and all of a sudden you get to see why you do what you do. You get to be reminded of how important it is. And for people to just walk up to you and say, this book is exactly what I needed or your talk just really changed the way I look at my entire life. I didn't think anything at Seek was going to be helpful for me, but after I went to your talk, I look at everything differently. It's just a really amazing privilege, and that is why we do what we do for people to, to speak into their lives and to, and to make that change. Um, that's what we want. That's what people provided for us when we were in college, and uh, to be able to repay that and to see that in the flesh I think was, yeah, it was really cool. Sweet. That was that was number three. All right, we sweet. like people. It, people yeah, cool. it really was cool. It's really neat to meet people and just the, it, random stuff too. Like that's always cool. It's like, oh my gosh, you grew up here. We we went to the same high school, or we know the same people. Or one girl was there and was like, your mom taught me in second grade. Yep. Like, of course she did. Yep. <laughs> Super awesome. Lots of lovely people. We love you all. You guys are so great. Everybody we met, you're awesome. Yep. And that's what I'm so going to the conference. Know. I was just like, that's what I want to do the most. Is just as much time as we can give to people is just, it's just so enriching. It's great. Brings a lot of hope. Tons of fun. All right. Number two, number two, number two is time with our friends. Um, we kind of have a unique situation in that a lot of those speakers are new friends now, now that we've like become speakers, but a lot of them are friends from high school and college. still. um, like Sarah Swaff and I met in high school, Steve priest, we met well right after college. Um, but his wife, Allie, we knew in college, uh, Dr. Shree was our professor in college. So we've known him and his family for a long time. And so just getting to spend time with our, our friends from, from the go way back is really great. We got to go out to dinner, the, um, the priests and then, Sarah, we wish Andy, Sarah's husband, could yeah. have been there. We missed him. But the six of us, um, when we get to get together, so it was the five of us. Andy was there in spirit. Got to go out to dinner that night before everybody arrived. And then at the end of the conference, we had some celebratory, uh, just a glass of wine, and played some Liar's Dice. Told you it was on our, our table. As of late, that's been the game of the break. And then we all rode to the airport together and got to hang out. And just it's so great to just be with friends and we don't all live near each other, um, so to get to have that time is pretty precious. Yeah, and even though, I mean, the priests live really close to our house. Four minutes. But, uh, yeah, great time with them, and I think just particularly Sarah, just to be able to reconnect with her. We're all we're all busy people and living far away. Yeah, you don't get that time, um, but you, you remember, oh, yeah, this is why we're such good friends in college, because we have a blast together, and yeah. we care about each other, and you realize how much you're praying for one another and how much you can encourage one another. And just such a, yeah, friends are, uh, I said that Steve Nally as we left, like friends are the most, one of the most valuable things you could possibly have. And to have great friends is a, is a real treasure. So it's a good reminder of that for sure. Yeah. So thank you, Jesus, for that. Number one, speaking of Jesus. Yeah, he's number one. Adoration and confession night is, it's just every time. I mean, those are, each of us, we counted up that we've been to 15 conferences. Each, not each. combined, each. And I think 13 of those, we were at the same conferences. A couple of them, 
I had went to and you didn't and a couple of them you went to and I didn't. But yeah, to give some backstory, they used to do regional conferences on some years, which is why it's so high. But um, yeah, Adoration Convention does amazing things every time. I, this conference was no different. In fact, I think it was probably even greater. Um, it just The week just builds up to that event. Uh, it's the source and summit of the entire event. And just to see it go so well and to see Jesus, you just oh yeah, Jesus can absolutely move and the Holy Spirit can absolutely change hearts and minds. I'm just excited to continue to hear and read about uh, people's experiences and how uh, they process and, and change from the conference and um, where they continue to move as a result because you just know how powerful it really is. Sweet. There it is. Boom. Top 10. Top 10 things from Seek and not a real particular order, but number one is still number one. Yep. Awesome. Okay, so last we want to do in the last kind of segment of the podcast today is just give you guys a couple of kind of now what, now what points for those of you, especially who are at Seek, obviously. We've got three things. Um, So Kevin, why don't you tell us what is the first now what point? Yeah, our first now what is praise. And I think these three P's can work whether, yeah, whether you're at Seek or at any event or retreat, um, on the spiritual side, but praise, I think anytime you have an experience of God's grace, uh, an experience of the Holy Spirit, experience where you know your life changed, you know that the Lord moved, just to take some time to be grateful. Lord, thank you so much for giving me this grace. Because we know if it ultimately is grace, if it is the Holy Spirit, it's coming from Him. And He's decided to move in our lives and to really recognize that the Lord didn't have to do that. But in his mercy, he did. And uh, really just take the, that time and to reflect and uh, really appreciate our Lord in that, I think, is a great first step. Yeah, and even if you didn't have this amazing conference, which is is possible, to still thank him for that. Because I think sometimes we can assume this is what I should be feeling. This is the experience I should have had. But maybe the experience you had wasn't this mountaintop high for some reason. Just even to thank God for that because he knows you better than you know yourself. So you don't always know why but there may have been a reason that this particular conference wasn't this you know just aha amazing moment so just thank him regardless would be my advice on that that's great awesome so number two so number one is praise what's number two kev number two is process uh so we definitely need to process an experience when the lord gives us graces when the lord moves we actually need to continue to think about it we need to pray about it we need to mull it over because he can still use those things in our lives to go deeper with us. And so hopefully as we've experienced him, as we've been grateful for him, we're going to enter into prayer after this and really try to figure out, all right, what is the Lord continue to say in my life? Or what does that experience mean for how I move forward? Really trying to process what the Lord is doing it so that we can make sure that we're really taking these graces and not taking advantage of them or not, uh, failing to use them, but to really hone in on them and say, all right, I've had this experience. How do I go even further? I think it's a good idea, too, to kind of think about the two extremes with process of like, what am I going to do now? For some of you, I think it's going to be, um, you might know what you need to do and you just, you need to do it now. Like, sorry, sorry. Quick segue. After one of our talks, we had a girl come up to us. <laughs> yeah. Two hours, two We're like two, two hours. hours later. She's like, so after the talk, my boyfriend and I, broke up there's at least a nice talk together it, two hours after and lisa's like you mean right after talk and she's like yes we walked out of your talk we spoke to one another 
and we broke up. And then Lisa proceeded to give her like three or four hugs during the conversation. It was great. <laughs> well, it's kind of a, yeah, but it was beautiful. Cause it was like, and they both agreed. They, they yeah. both were at the talk and they were both like, yeah, like that's what we needed right now. It was, I don't, I don't, I think that was probably the fastest. I mean, I, I feel like people usually break up after they hear me talk <laughs> some, you know, um, but that was probably a record right there. So if you're out there and you're listening, we love you. We're praying for you. And we're proud of you. Yep. So yeah. So if you know you need to do it, do it. Don't, don't, because if you wait, you know, if you wait, you're just going to wiss out. On the other end, there's also, depending on what it is that you're processing, there might be a need to wait. Yep. <laughs> so if you're like, oh, I think I'm supposed to quit, you know, school and go be a missionary in Congo, you know, in the Congo, like, Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. Sometimes you need to give it a week. So it just kind of depends what extreme you're on. Sometimes it's do it now before you know you're going to whip out. And sometimes it's, I need to let this sit for a week and let those emotions, um, kind of, uh, come back to, to a balance and make sure that I'm not doing anything rash. So that that's kind of our, our, uh, yeah, my warning. I don't know if it's a warning, but my advice with, as you process it, just think about what is the right thing to do here. Because I think sometimes people, you know, they, they hear, all right, I'm, I'm supposed to be, a, I feel like this missionary call, and maybe we talk to somebody at a table about the Congo. And so we think, oh, I have to be a missionary to the Congo. And that could be the case, but you also might discern, I just want to be a missionary. And that might not be to the Congo. It might not be next month. It could be two years from then, uh, a Christ in the city, or whatever it might be. So just trying to realize the Lord's putting things in your life and desires in your life that are good and holy the way in which you load those out. It could be really particular. The Lord could have a very particular call, but those could also just be general general calls as well. Yeah, so either do it do it now or give it some time. Just discern through which one you need to do. Yeah. And if it's breaking up with somebody, it's probably do it now. <laughs> just being honest. <laughs> you know what you need to do. You know it in your heart. All right. Number three, what is our third P for now what? Our third P is plan. So uh, hopefully we've thanked our Lord. We've praised him. We've actually started to process this. And now we need to put things into action. If we feel called or we know there's a certain sin in our life that we need to get rid of, how are you going to get rid of it? You might want to listen to our How to Habit podcast if you're uh, looking at something like that. That was a whole series, Kevin, a two-part series. It was, How to Resolution and then How to Habit. Our first series. It was a very long two-part Mm-hmm. It was a yeah two part series, um, but yeah. You, how do I get rid of this sin? Right. Don't make it just something that you confessed at seek, but make it something that you're going to eliminate from your life. Have that conviction and carry it out. Forgiveness and mercy is awesome, but not doing that sin in the future is a whole lot better. So uh, whether it's a sin or maybe you just know like oh, I think I'm called to be a missionary. What steps you're going to take in order to become that person? Because it's not going to magically happen. What's your plan to try to move yourself? And then who's going to keep you accountable, right? So easy, I think, with retreat highs or conference experience to say, like, I want to do this big thing. I want to stop drinking. I want to break up with my boyfriend eventually. Or, as you said, need to do so immediately. Or I want to be a missionary, right? Like, these, the Lord gives us these graces, and we feel so convicted. But then two months later, it's like, well, you know, life happened. Yeah, or two weeks. Yeah, or two weeks. Who's going to come and remind you? Two hours. Uh, say, you're not going to forget this. I was with you, and you told me, and you asked me, 
a month later or two weeks later and two months later, actually all those times to come and remind you and tell you, don't you know how Lord the, good the Lord is? And don't you know what he told you? And how are you doing on that? And how can I help you? We all need those people in our lives. So I think that one is, uh, is, is huge. Excellent. Praise, process, and plan. These, those are our three now what's an in tradition, in, in tradition of the How To Catholic podcast. Kevin, would you like to present to us our How To Challenge Ooh, for this good, week? Good job using another P there with present. But yeah, it's really simple. Just go through the three Ps. Take some time in prayer to go through the three Ps. Praise our Lord. Continue to process the event and then begin to plan how, how to change your life. So yeah, those are the three. There's Wonderful. your how-to challenge. Done. Check. Bam. Bam. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for this podcast episode here on Seek 2017. Uh, we are um, praying for all of you who were at the conference. And if you weren't at the conference, remember, you can still live the experience through those Facebook Lives. And on Shop Focus, you can buy all 90 talks. Bam. It's like 35 bucks for a download of all, every single talk, every single breakout, Every keynote, every concurrent, which are the morning sessions for the men and women, you can get it all. So if you're feeling like some FOMO, like I missed out, it's okay. You didn't. You can still relive the conference. And if you did go, you might want to relive it still some more. Anyways, there you go. All right. We are praying for you. And thank you for your time today. We will hear you, or you'll hear us next time. God bless. God bless. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. We are so honored that you've given us your time. Show notes for this episode can be found at madetomagnify.com and you can connect with me on Twitter at Kevin R. Cotter and Lisa on Twitter and Instagram at Lisa Ann Cotter. That's Ann with no E. We'd love to hear from you there with any questions, comments, or suggestions for topics or guests. And would you do us a quick favor? If you've enjoyed today's episode, would you head on over to iTunes and rate the show for us? This helps us get the podcast out there to those who are looking for a show just like this. Until next time, be saints. It's worth it.